Coming up, a rescue mission puts the crew of the Enterprise in the crosshairs of the Gorn. Priority message from Starfleet. Admiral April's ordering our immediate withdrawal. It's a race against time as Captains Pike and Patel, their crew, and settlers on the frontier become the prey with no hope in sight. You're not gone. Obviously. You shouldn't have walked into my gone trap then. All this and more plus an original series fan favorite surprise appearance. Coming up on the Strange New World season finale edition of Energize. Energize, Energize. We're boldly going into the uncharted regions of the Star Trek universe before Captain Kirk. You're listening to Energize, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast, your source for in-depth analysis, colorful debate, and exciting discussions about the new adventures of Captain Pike and the Enterprise crew. I'm your host, Anthony McLemore. And I'm Steve Truitt. This week, it's a fight to the death as the Gorn levels a devastating attack on the Federation. As the Enterprise and the USS Cayuga find themselves outmatched and outgunned. Here's a Warp Speed recap of the Season 2 finale of Strange New Worlds, Hegemony. This incident could spark a war between us and Gorn. Starfleet would like to avoid that. At what cost? You want to cross the line. Which is why I'm not ordering any of you to join this mission. There's 5,000 people here. Bound to be survivors. I wouldn't bet on it. Sir, I'm reading a bogey, 9 o'clock. Yep, I've got it too. Solo. Size suggests a Gorn youngling. Copy. Take cover. Chris, you found us. <laughs> Marie, talk to me. Why did that Gorn run away? It happened yesterday. The eggs mature in about a day and a half. There's got to be a way to save you. Priority message from Starfleet. Admiral April's ordering our immediate withdrawal. All right, Steve. So this is the episode that we've all been waiting for. There's been a buildup since... Episode one, when uh, the admirals mentioned yeah. the Gorn and what's on the horizon, yeah. and a carryover from season one. So here we are, the Gorn episode that we've all been waiting for. Right, and I'm stoked. I, I am too. And I and look, we knew this was coming. They've teased it all season. I don't think it would have hurt to have us see a little more Gorn during the season. I think they kind of threw all their eggs in the basket at the end. But it was so worth it. I mean, my God, what an episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm with you. I I think we've both discussed how they've laid out their episodes this season. And I don't think it was as smooth as the previous. They've been great episodes, but they kind of like tucked them away and tucked them back. I, I think all episodes were great this season. They may have just suffered from a poor shuffle of the deck. Yeah, yeah, and it, it makes all the difference. It ha- difference. There has to be an ebb and flow. But like I said, 
They they brought the Gorn out. Yeah. So it it's it's just one of those episodes that you remember, and it's up there with the uh, the um, season finale of um, season one. Agreed. And you know, obviously, this one has shades of um, Next Generation season three finale too. Right on. Right on. Captain's log. The Cayuga is just outside Federation space, in orbit of the colony planet of Parnassus Beta. We've been tasked with assisting the colonists who are dealing with challenges on several fronts. So we start with Captain Patel and the USS Cayuga. They're just outside of Federation space on this planet Parnassus Beta, which is uh, (laughs) surprisingly built like the 20th century, like a small Midwestern town. Of course it has to be. Here's what bugs me about Star Trek. And it's one of the few things that bug me is, oh, it seems to be mid-century. It's always like either our time or something we know. Like, why couldn't it be a South African town or uh, a Soviet-era, you know, uh, town? Or, oh, it, it was designed after, you know, 22nd century something or other. It's always something we know. That is the only time I ever feel pandered to. It also makes me think it's just because they don't have enough money to build different sets. Well, actually, going back to Anthony and his budgets, uh, yeah, that's actually the case. That's it. <laughs> you so they, the nail okay. on the head. We got, we got this thing. Yeah, we just shot a Western last week. That, let's, that episode uh, that won't be named. Yeah, let's set Star Trek during the Western because we just shot it last week. And why waste sets? Exactly, exactly. So the Cayuga is there to help with vaccinations yeah. and assistance with agriculture. And, oh, here we are. We have Nurse Chapel, who I guess is hitching a ride to her fellowship with Dr. Corbin. Yeah, that. Um, and that makes perfect sense because we need to get yes. her in peril and we need to keep her on the show. She didn't just take off. She's kind of using uh, Parnassus Beta as a leaping point or she's hitched a ride with Cayuga to get to Corbin. Um, and she's like, OK, my work is done here. I'm great. Thanks for the ride. I'm going to go back up and... Yeah, just kind of wrap things up and head off. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, and then this seems to always happen in Star Trek. There's always some some settlement or right. um, establishment outside the Federation lines. I'm just like, okay, has, it, has everyone learned their lesson? <laughs> don't be outside the border. You Don't be on the frontier. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I even tell my kids, listen, you can stay in the neighborhood. You can ride your bikes, walk around, but, you know, stay within the three-block perimeter that we've established. You go outside of that, I don't know what's going to happen. And, yeah, you're right. Exactly. (laughs) I would never, I would never, never volunteer to be out on the frontier outside of Federation space. It needs to be sanctioned. Yeah, but without that, we, of course, wouldn't have an episode. So there's the rub. Touche. Hello there, Captain. What do I owe the pleasure of this call? Do I need a reason to call? So while Patel is doing her duties with her her team and everything, uh, Pike gives her a subspace video call. And, you know, I miss you. I miss you. Lovely, lovely. It's cute. (laughs) And and you know what I I I immediately noticed the glitches in the transmission. And I thought, oh, well, it's because she's on her handheld pad or, you know, whatever. It's a long ways away. 
But that was absolutely on purpose. Yeah, a definite uh, foreshadowing of things to come. And so she talks to her security officer and says that, you know, my communications dropped. Can you check on that? And there's no luck. He's not being able to raise the ship. And then we look up in the sky and we see the smoking shuttle streaking across the the sky heading for a crash. Right. And that's dramatic enough. But then... Everybody turns and looks into the sky and this giant thing is entering the atmosphere, you know, poking through this ominous cloud. I mean, it was it was obviously a clear uh, send up to Independence Day, um, uh, you know, and other other movies that have done that. I think War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise did it, too. Oh, absolutely. I, I just immediately thought Independence Day when it came out of the clouds. Yeah, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, we'll uh, see. What was the deal? Will Smith was talking and then finally, (laughs) or it might have been uh, Vivica Fox. He goes out to get the paper. Yeah, he's staring and Vivica Fox is talking. Yeah, and everybody, they're talking to each other and everyone's looking. He's like, what's going on? Like, he doesn't notice it at all. Then he looks up and then just there it is. Uh, Yeah, I never bought that scene, by the way. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but the, <laughs> it was like, come on, if everybody's looking, you're in the military. Dude, you would you would have you been looking out, up first. I know you want to get the paper, but you don't look into the sky. You've got a beautiful view of downtown, which no one gets in L.A., and you're not looking there first? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that was a trip. But the thing yeah. about it was I felt it. You know, when the, that, the ship came oh, yeah. through the clouds, I mean, I yeah. was like, OMG, this is terrible. It's on. And it's another example where the score really helps. It was a very ominous score, very um, terrifying. It really helped the scene. Oh, absolutely. Twenty Federation vessels in range. Emergency transmission. Captain Battelle Cayuga. Need help. Immediate evacuation. Under attack, Gorn. Repeat. The next thing we see is we're back on the bridge of the Enterprise. And so Uhura receives this distress distress call from the Cayuga and they're requesting assistance and an immediate evacuation. So they are under attack. And I I just immediately the weight on everyone's shoulders. I mean, everyone's faces. It was just because you just know. And, you know, we just went through two really fun episodes and they're like, you know what? Space is kind of fun. Wah, wah. Hang on. We got to go to work. Yeah, it was definitely a slap in the face. And, and it was definitely scary. Um, the thing that's interesting here, and we see this a lot with admirals and Starfleet, is they'll often tell a captain, don't do this. Don't go here. Uh, don't try this. They're saying, you know, April gets on the line with Pike and he's like, Parnassus Beta is outside Federation space. We don't need a war with the Gorn. And we don't even understand them. The Federation's at a dangerous point in our relationship with the Gorn hegemony. This incident could spark a war between us and Gorn. Starfleet would like to avoid that. At what cost? The thing that's confusing me is, how do the Gorn even establish lines of of territory they're they're like the aliens they're creatures that we don't even speak their language how is it that they're like oh well here's the line like i'm shocked they're not just you know pouring into federation space what is this line business i'm confused by that oh, it's, a, it's a good question but 
We don't know everything there is to know about the Gorn. We don't know their hierarchy. <laughs> we don't know how they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based on last season, they, mm. you know, they implant their young and they hatch out, and then the ha- mm-hmm. then the hatchlings go after each other. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm trying to figure out how they were even able to establish a. A, a society, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, how, and, how, and how they sent technology and communications yep. and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that, that's still confusing to me and I want to know how all that plays out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it reeked of bureaucracy. I mean, yeah. you guys have been, you know, Admiral April saying that kind of threw me because I'm just like, wait a minute, you guys have been preparing for what's to come. And then you're going to be yeah. like, well, uh, you know, I, we don't want to start a conflict. Dude, these dudes are killers. <laughs> what what are you talking why. about? There's a reason. There's a reason why, and I want to know. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, could, I, I really did see the look on um, Pike's face. I mean, he was just dejected. Yep. Well, because, you know, his girlfriend is there, and he's like, he's basically asking, can I please go rescue the love of my life? And April's like, no. Because we're scared. And yeah. he's in a terrible position. Very. And so, you know, I think April said that they could only do recon only. Right. At best. Hang on the border. Look around. Do not engage. Don't rescue. Yeah, and that's essentially leaving a ship behind. And that, yeah, that, that threw that, me, that too. That's strange. That's like we don't leave men behind. Usually it's a rescue mission. Get in there. You know, get your men out or your women out or your soldiers out. Yeah, yeah, this yeah is I mean, very strange. That was really strange because April was like, "Well, they're not. You know, they're outside the Federation, but your ship is there." Yeah, I think the, the I think Kyuga's that would be there. enough yeah. to go to to do the trick. I think we need to go rescue rescue a whole freaking starship. You're just gonna yeah. leave it be. So I, I and that bothered me. I also thought it was for a reason. We'll, f- I guess we'll find out, but. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess something's now. up. There's yeah, there's something. more there's definitely more at play. Yeah. Yellow alert. Bring us around to the far side of the moon slowly, Erica. Hi, Captain. Upon arrival at uh Parnassus Beta, um Enterprise shockingly discovers that the Kayunga has been completely destroyed, and wow, what a moment. I, I've never seen anything like this other than the uh, Nero's ship in the Abramsverse 2009 Star Trek, where, you know, multiple ships were destroyed. I guess we saw a little bit of this in Wolf 359, but this was like, I, I love, they, I, you'd said this before, they save money, you know, for the end. Uh, for the last episode, they obviously spent money on the graphics here. The detail of this carved up ship was nothing short of brilliant. They, you could oh, it see was amazing. Decks and oh my god, it was incredible. Just I loved incredible. it. I loved it, and and it really you know put a uh, exclamation point on the moment because you could really see the gravity of what just happened. I mean, they yeah. got obliterated. Yep. No assumptions here. Spot. Scan for life signs and escape pods. We don't know what happened to that crew. My scans are not functioning. Communications, too. And, and then just looking at the hull, it looked like it had taken a beating, like somebody took a hammer 
and and beaten you know beat down the metal. It's all bent and warped and yeah, I, just great job on the graphics team. And so I I was all in all in at that point. I was like, whoa! I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting uh, that ship to just be completely obliterated in the way that it was. And you could just and they, once again the look on everyone's faces on the bridge really spoke to the moment. Everybody just kind of dropped solemnly. And Pike, you know, true to the leader he is, is like, all right, we're not going to make any assumptions here. Let's see if someone's still alive. But of course, nothing's working. And this is because these this Gorn, who these creatures with these giant fingers, somehow figure out how to scramble signals. Yeah, yeah, and so it's it's uh, it, it's essentially a dampening field. Uh, you can't transport, you can't communicate, yeah. and so I mean the Enterprise is kind of left stuck out. Incoming warp signature detected in orbit of Parnassus Beta. Red alert. Do we have visuals? Yes, Captain. I believe it is a Gorn hunter ship. And so we have another red alert. There yeah. is an incoming Gorn hunter ship. Yes. And. They're getting ready to phase her up. And then another message comes through, and it's from Starfleet saying right. that what you mentioned earlier, that the Gorn have drawn a line, a, a demarcation line placing, yeah. you know, Parninius Prime in Gorn space. So it's just like, and we're just going to annex this. Right. Which, again, is just so curious to me. It's, I mean, even the Borg, who was, you know, non emotional, non anything, could communicate. These are creatures these are like lizard like monsters that somehow have enough technology to uh, scramble signals and mark their territory and, and build badass ships yeah it's just weird to me it's so strange i don't get it yep on starfleet's orders we are holding to our side of the line and the gorn so far are holding to theirs you want to cross the line. Which is why I'm not ordering any of you to join this mission. So, in spite of the orders, Pike you know, rounds up his uh, bridge yeah. crew, and they're gonna he's going to lead an away team. Right. Um, and it's comprising of Lon and Bingo, Ortegas, and Sam Kirk. Mustache <laughs> yeah. decides he wants to ride in, too. He does. And, you know, he's always been the uh, perennial red shirt for me. I'm just waiting for him to die, because we know he does die. Uh, in TOS, he dies. Um, <laughs> yeah, but not in he, a red shirt way, though. He's he's uh, really he, a blue shirt. He's science. You're right. In, in season one, I thought he was going to die. He didn't. Uh, he is a blue <laughs> shirt. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like it's time to go down there, and it finally Ortegas gets a mission. That I love the team that they're assembling. Um, yeah, and, and Lon, you know, gave a really good warning. She said, you know, we we don't know what we're getting into. You know, their past dealings have always been on the losing side. Yeah, which is why Pike, you know, turns to crate thirty-two. Uh, <laughs> I, I love this is the Deus Ex Machina, or you know, the extra. Oh, we just invented this kind of thing, uh, but it's great. It's it, again, these are shades of what uh, Starfleet did for the Borg. You know, they built different ships and so forth. Well, we knew the Gorn was coming, so we invented this box that has modified weapons um, that can actually fight the Gorn, which is great. And he opens it up and boom, it's a ton of stuff. Well, they needed something because uh, everything else doesn't seem to work <laughs> for them. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. really they're grossly outmatched and clearly the Federation has been, you know, doing some prep work. What's this stuff here? Debris from the Cayuga. 
I mean, they're not shooting that because they already did. That's brilliant. Make yourselves look like a piece of space debris. The Gorn might just let us pass through. Next, next thing we know, um, because Enterprise is not ordered or is ordered to not cross the line, uh, good old Ortegas comes up with a really great idea. Hey, let's mix in with the debris and we'll kind of drift in and it'll just look like we're re-entering the atmosphere as debris might be doing, which is a little bit of shades of what um, the original Mandalorian did in uh, Empire Strikes Back, but I'll take yes. it. Yes, <laughs> with garbage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, it was a clever idea. That was the best best way to approach it. Uh, the Kai, sure. Kai Jung is, you know, huge debris fill allowed them to do that. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was a trip with them entering the atmosphere. It was just like, would you, you know, you would eventually pass out, I would think. I think so with all that Jeep. But what I loved was everybody was scared except Laan and Ortegas. And those are the two people that I would think wouldn't let the fear get to them. Laan, because she's like, I'm going to just go kick these motherfuckers because I hate them. And Ortegas is like, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Let's go down there. Oh yeah, she was grinning the whole trip down. Yep. Part of it, part of the grinning to me seemed like she was also feeling the G forces. It didn't necessarily seem a hundred percent like joy. I felt like she was also like, uh, you know, but like, let's go get her. <laughs> probably so, probably so. But um, it was interesting in the the free fall, and so everybody is completely worried. And I was just like, yeah. okay, you need to pull up before you smash up. Yep. And and we've seen that a million times that, you know, you disappear behind the trees, you come up, it's fine. Yeah. And uh, what was really nice was when we went back up to the ship and Spock is desperately, you know, looking for Nurse Chapel or any signs of life um, in the wreckage. Still trying to scan for life signs? Spock, I don't think anyone's alive over there. Spectrometric analysis suggests there are still pockets of oxygen on board. It's possible someone could have survived. And it was a really good moment between uh, Spock and Una. And a very raw moment. And what I loved about that is he was honest and she was like, listen, it's not your fault. And this is a conversation that every human being has had with another human being. Someone expresses regret, remorse, vulnerability, and the other person's like, hey, man, come on. It's not your fault. And... It was it was nice, and I love what they're doing with Spock this season. I never thought I'd like an emotional Spock, but I think we both know, based on Boimler's bullshit two weeks ago, he becomes the Spock we know. And so working these emotions out, I love watching it. It, it left a lot of room. It left a lot of room uh, because we know where Spock is, like you said, but how did we get there? He is half human, and so I've I've really enjoyed it this season. This season, and um, it it I really felt for him. I mean, we all like you said, we all go through these things in our own personal lives, especially uh, leaving things unsaid and something devastating happens. So it was very relatable. There's five thousand people here, bound to be survivors. I wouldn't best with it, sir. I'm reading a bogey. Nine o'clock. 
Yep, I've got it too. Solo. Size suggests a Gorn youngling. Copy. Take cover. So we get back to Pike and the Wade team, and they're looking for survivors, and they quickly have to take cover because, of course, there's there's Gorn everywhere, and and they're younglings yeah. running around hungry. Yeah, and it, it's always interesting to me that like younglings, like where's the? I always thought Gorn were more like Borg, where they were um, organized and regimented they're just flying around trying to find food and and at some point somebody says there's no food because everyone's gone like they're killing and eating the survivors yeah and uh even they make note that the fact that the younglings aren't attacking each other you know and they they observed this as they ran into a barbershop and they're kind of hiding out and i'm wondering about that too because so we're starting to see organization we're seeing organization we're seeing communication we're seeing structure that we hadn't exactly, seen Exactly, exactly. Because we were led to believe in episode eight last year that they just, it's all yeah. about being the top dog, which wouldn't lead to actually having a society if everybody's always trying to knock each other off. So I wondered about that last season. I think the writers are thinking, if this is going to be our main enemy for the next five years, we better give them a little bit more than just the aliens on... Uh, you know, in, in in Jim Cameron's world. Exactly. Know. There's got to be more to it. So I, I'm, I'm intrigued because I now yeah. want answers. Sam? Signal's been coming from this. You're not gone. Obviously. You shouldn't have walked into my gone trap then. Yeah. So they, they track this human signal and um, into one of these buildings. And who do we find? Oh, Scotty. You know, we hear his voice before we see him. And the, the the first three words, you can't miss it, and you just know. But what I loved about, I don't even know who this actor is. He walks out, he speaks a couple sentences, and I'm like, I'm in. I love this guy. Let's go. Oh, he nailed it. He nailed oh, it. I mean. Nailed I, it. I mean, I, 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 I didn't have to blink. And I have to stretch my mind to go, Without okay, I'm going to accept, accept this actor as Scotty. No, he's Scotty. And look, all due respect to Simon Pegg, who I love, and he's done a lot of great things, and he was a great Scotty, but I don't think those guys are coming back, and I think this guy's the future. <laughs> and he just, he just, every word out of his mouth, I just love. You drink up his beautiful accent, and he looks like a young Scotty, and he does a lot of great shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have to give casting um, two thumbs up for that one. Um <laughs> Yeah, so we find out that Scotty's shuttlecraft is the one that crashed. That's the, the shuttle we saw that shooting across the sky. That was the one the we sky. saw, yep. Yeah, and he was escaping the Gorn because he was on a, uh, a ship studying a nearby sun when they right. got wiped out. That's and right. And because he's a genius, of course, he figured out how to rig the ship. <laughs> the sure, shuttles will get there faster. Like he always does, you know, he's a miracle worker. Um, yeah. And, and the interesting thing, thing about this is that after you know getting a really good healthy dose of scotty he leads us to survivors and that includes one marie battelle yes what a relief but everybody looks beat down oh, for there's sure. blood everywhere yeah, it's a it's a nightmare it's a quentin tarantino scene oh yeah worse probably you much know? worse yeah and Scotty had clever, cleverly enough designed something that, you know, scattered their signals to lead the Gorn to other places. And it also yeah. put up a, a force field, too, protecting them where they were. 
Um, so Patel and Pike reunite, but her mood is off, and she gets on his case for coming to rescue her. I was so confused by this. I was like, she's like, what are you doing here? You came here. You should now you're here here. Like, okay, yeah, we get it. He came to rescue you. Yes, you're not a damsel in distress, but this guy loves you. And he came to get you and risked everything. And she's just kind of like, why are you here? And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on here. What what do we not what do we not know? Yeah, it was, it was a little confusion there because I was just a little thrown off by that. I'd, I'd be more like, oh, my God, I'm glad you yeah, exactly. hear what, what do you got? <laughs> Shuttle out of transporter? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, did y'all yeah, figure yeah. this thing out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go. You know, but she wasn't. Um, so later, Pike wakes up and he tries to sneak out because he wants to go mm. to the shuttlecraft because we know that Scotty needs more equipment uh, so that they can build another, what he calls a right. Gorn transponder. But everybody wakes up. Patel, but Patel wakes and up, Scotty, Scotty wake up. How could you? Go ahead. How could you? You were talking right next to me. How could I not hear you? Sorry for, I can't even do it. That's Irish. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> He was so good. God, he was so good. Yeah, he I was mean, a, great. I mean, a thicker accent than even uh, Jimmy. Uh, Mc, uh, Jimmy. Uh, oh yeah, Doom. thicker than his. He, he wins. He wins with the accent. Yeah. So they decide to all go. Yep. They're, they're so, like, we're going. Let's do it. Yeah. Commander, can we talk to you and Lieutenant Spock, please? You've determined the source of the interference field. Not exactly. We've determined the location from which the field emanates. So uh, back on the Enterprise, Uhura approaches Lieutenant Pelia uh, about this theory she has for breaking the communication blockade. And um, they, they have basically discovered the source of this dampening field, this structure. Uh, but of course, they can't destroy it without crossing the, the right. demarcation line. So uh, once again, you know, the, the way they're... Um directing Uhura's um, trajectory is so solid. It's it's one of the most solid character developments I've seen of all the characters. She's just, they've got her so dialed in and so in this lane. It's like everything she does is like, hey, what if I, you know, tried this communication? Like I, because of the communication, blah, 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 blah. And, and, I, I love that about her. I'd love to see this kind of depth with other characters, um, but she figures it out. Let's let's take out this damn uh, tower, but there's only one way to do it. Uh, yeah, and it was a brilliant idea. I mean, send you know, there's a big half of the saucer section that we could throw down there and and knock it out <laughs> yeah. if we just guide yeah. it with rockets and things like that and do it subtly so that the Gorn doesn't you know pick up on it and I thought that was a brilliant plan again, I like it yeah make it look like debris it's uh I, what they're doing here is they're using gravity which is brilliant once again science wins <laughs> yeah science does win thank you to all the nerds out there you have you know, helped us out here. Yes. Yeah. And thank you, Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Warning. Oxygen will soon reach critical levels. Power restored. Life support will remain functional for one hour. No. Okay. Yeah, we can move So, um, we cut to the Cayunga, and lo and behold, 
Chapel is alive. She's waking up, and that section of the ship still has an air pocket, as Spock, you know, alluded to that there may be air pockets still uh, that, yeah, and people yeah. might still be alive. And so she is, and um, she, alive, yeah, yeah, she makes her way through the makes it makes her way through that section of the ship and gives herself another hours worth of air. And so she sees the Enterprise, yeah, but she's trapped behind glass. Yeah. The, this is the, and then she sees yeah, Spock. And this is right, and. That entire scene you just described was, I think, the only scene this season where I rolled my eyes like, oh, they already said that sickbay was taken out. She happens to be in the one pocket that still has force fields in place, oxygen, and, by the way, gravity. And she gets herself into the only suit that's there. No one else is alive, apparently. And of of all the things she could see, she sees Spock. I just felt that that was just one of those weird bridges. Like, let's just get to this next thing. I, and, um, and I would one hundred percent agree with it, you. It was disappointing to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it, what would have made that scene work, is if there had been at least a couple other people that were still alive. At the at the very least, that would have been. Yeah. Good. How about they're they're all in spacesuits that they donned to stay alive. There is no gravity. There is no um, oxygen. They're kind of, they've kind of Velcroed themselves to the edge. And, it, you know, the suits are saying 2% left, 2% left. And that's when Spock comes in and finds them. Yeah. That would have been, to me, much more understandable. I, I just, I didn't appreciate that it was like, hey, I'm the only survivor. I'm in the only place that made if it. If there's one air pocket, uh, there's two. I had two. to survive because I'm Christine Chapel. Yeah, right. And it's not just an air pocket, dude. It's it, Think about this. It's force fields and gravity. That's a, lo- that's a lot for one section that she happened to yeah. be in. I, no, I, I'm not even going to like debate debate you on that because it did cross my mind. Yeah, that's a lot for one section that she just happened to be in. So I rolled my eyes. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, so Spock's out there. He's placing all these uh, rockets in the, yeah. in the right places so they can guide the the the, the bits, the, the leftovers of the uh, saucer section, yeah. and um, and then <laughs> in a very uh, aliens moment, yeah. you know, Spock, you see this tail drop down. I'm just like, oh my god! But I loved it though. I don't, I don't, I, you know, I don't mind nods to other things if it's done well. And I thought that was done I well. That was very done very well. I think the way they're portraying the Gorn, they never really show them. They're always dark. They're always quickly moving. This is the first time we kind of really get the full visual of this Gorn. It grabs him by the throat. I would think it would have just ripped his head off, given the way the Gorn is. I'm always confused by why our... I love that our heroes survive. They should. But I'm always confused by, hey, if this is a bloodthirsty species, why didn't it rip Spock's head off? Is it because he's stronger? Hmm. I didn't go that far. They were in a zero-G environment because there was it was zero-G on, uh, on the bridge. Yep. Yeah. And so, you know, I was just like, okay. And then remember, this this Gorn was trying to get information from the computer system. Right. Yes, I do remember that. Yep, you're right. I think that, yeah, you're right. They're smarter than what we realized. Maybe it wanted information from Spock, and there's just no communication. Yeah, and, and, and I was glad to see that they had spacesuits, too. They're not some... You know, <laughs> super lizards that can, yeah, right. you know, uh, live We're in the all vacuum glad of space. They can survive. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. and and so they get into it, and and Chapel shoots him, 
Um, <laughs> and then Spock you know, uh, breaks his shield on his face. Yeah, that was great. He stabs that thing right down and off he goes. And 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 they're just like, hi. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to say. And she's like, let's we'll talk about this later. Don't worry. Let's just get the hell out of here. And yep. there's just that gorgeous, gorgeous scene. I just love what they're doing with the graphics. They float out of this uh, doomed saucer section that is already uh, hurtling toward Earth. And it, it was just absolutely stunning to watch i love yeah it was the best it was the best i mean it was it was just beautiful to watch it was 100 percent believable because it actually right. they were going through the hole in the in, in the top of the bridge you know yeah and yeah it was it was yeah. magnificent and so well things are taking gonna take a bad turn here marie talk to me why did that go and run away it happened yesterday the eggs mature in about a day and a half. There's got to be a way to save you. So Pike, Patel, and Scotty arrive at his at Scotty's crash shuttle to get the equipment when a Goring youngling comes aboard and is about to, you know, what I would think, shred him to pieces. So I will admit to you, I I never look at advanced um, teasers, but I did. And I saw the scene where this Gorn goes face to face with Patel. I may have mentioned it uh, in last week's episode. And I thought there's a communication between the two of them. Gorn don't stop and stare at humans. They destroy and eat them. Um, and then he just takes off. And, and I, I was waiting to see what would happen and what would what did happen was what I thought would happen. And there was a reason. Oh yeah, I mean the moment the moment it ran off, I knew exactly what that meant. I mean it's just like aliens. She's infected. She's infected. And she shows it. Yep. And I was just like, oh no, because I in my first thought when we knew that the Gorn attacked, I was like, somebody's going to die. Yeah. Somebody we love is going to die. Yeah. I, I I thought it would be again. I thought it was Sam Kirk. But I was wrong. Oh my gosh! You, you um, really want Sam Kirk? I don't want him to. I just think, he, look, in the original series, he dies, mustache and all. And I just, I'm just waiting to see when he dies. Uh, no, she's infected. She's got it on her left arm. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, she's got this. You know, she's got the phage. She's been infected. Just cut the arm off. We can grow it back later. I don't know. Whatever. Why well, I mean, remember though, um, in see in season eight when we first you know dealt with the Gorn at that other crash ship, it didn't even come from the arm; <laughs> it came from the chest. Well, she now we're starting to realize why she's been so apoplectic. Why has she been so uh, uh, distant with Pike? It's because she already knew she was infected, and it's like, hey, man. Why'd you come here? I was going to die. I'm ready to die. I know I'm going to die. Yeah, which makes me suspect everybody that was in that huddle uh, or a big chunk of them might be infected, too. Yes, right. They have been held. Not they didn't escape. They've been held hostage. Now I'm thinking, is that the case with Scotty? What the hell's going on? Oh, my God. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. The prospects are really, really bad. And I you know, I wouldn't want to be beaming all these people aboard the ship because we, we, mm-hmm. we've been down this road before. You've, I hope that they have their scanners available to know, you know, uh, tweaked so uh, that we can find out if they're carriers. Yeah, that would be nice. Probably not. 
No time to waste, Chris. I don't know how much time we have before the Gorn react. I need you to track the colonists and beam them up. They're in a building two clicks south by southwest. What about you? Three to beam up directly to sick bay. We'll need a med team. So uh, Spock and Chapel are beamed aboard. Um, we see the settlers beam out. And then Pike and um, Laon... Oh, no, no. Uh, got it wrong. So Pike and Scotty and Patel beam aboard, but they're no settlers. Why? Well, <laughs> it's only one thing. They they took their uh, incubators and uh, brought them aboard the Gorn ship. Exactly. So we find out while Pike is saving his girlfriend and Spock is saving his girlfriend, apparently the only two survivors, right, that are ever going to make it, which bugs me a little, uh, all the rest of the survivors are beamed onto the Gorn ship via Gorn uh transporters and that's a very chilling moment for me i'm like man these gorn they mean business and that tells me too that they are infected because they kill humans well uh part of that group is mbinga laon and ortegas too yes right i think they're infected no, they couldn't have been infected. They they arrived with uh, you know Pike and company. But if they've been but but if they've been beamed to the uh, well, they will become the, infected. That's what I okay. Sorry, time's weird. Uh, I think they're going to be. I think they're done for. They're toast. They're on board the ship. They're not prisoners. They're incubators. That's what I think. Yes, unless the the uh, smart ones you know interrogate them, find some way to interrogate them from information. Uh, that's a possibility. Who knows what they're going to okay. do? So yeah. it's hit the fan. It's really hit the fan. The Enterprise comes under attack. And the yep. and I mean, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Priority message from Starfleet. Admiral April is ordering our immediate withdrawal. Sir, do I respond? Captain. Orders, Captain. They're, I mean, they're taking, they're already taking a beating. And then the Enterprise gets a message simultaneously and Admiral April's ordering a complete withdrawal. And here's the deal. His girlfriend, who he went to go rescue, is now um, dying. His crew members are incubators. And I loved this moment and I'll tell you exactly why. Because he's, as he's standing there, staring off into the screen, being told to withdraw, wanting to chase his girlfriend. Una says, Captain, what are our orders? And he freezes. And this is what I've been saying for two seasons. Pike is not that guy. He is the chef. He's the fun guy. He's the... Suddenly, for I th- as far as I'm concerned, for the first time in his career, he is truly faced with a most improbable and impossible choice. And he freezes. And I think that's pretty much dead on for his character. It, it was a very frightening moment. I mean, you could just tell that he he doesn't know what to do. I mean, really, there's only one thing to do. I mean, seeing the Cayuga completely destroyed, you know what's next. Get the hell out of there, regroup, and come back. But, but, but is this the moment where Pike says, that's not what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to uh, dive in and go rescue my people and fix my girlfriend who has a weird arm. <laughs> well, the only thing that I can say that um, that we didn't touch on was the fact that uh, Scotty and Pelia 
you know, ran off yeah. uh, to work on some stuff with all of his equipment. Because remember, he's got something up his sleeve. So maybe that's going to come into play. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I and they were adorable together because <laughs> Pelly is like, I remember you, the most brilliant man in my class who failed most of everything I taught. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I was a little bit resistant of Kirk these last two uh, seasons. Having Scotty show up, it's very clear to me and maybe to you, too. They are starting to build TOS. You know, maybe Strange New Worlds gets five seasons and then it just transfers. I don't know, but they're coming. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. But I will say that Scotty went down smooth. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I I loved him. Uh, he's gonna. I I unlike um, Kirk, who you know I've had enough of. Once in a while is great. I want to see Scotty all the time. <laughs> I loved him. He's so great. Yeah, yeah. But that's this is where we end. We end with Pike um, yep. standing there, oh, indecisive. And not knowing exactly what what's and, the right move, and it was a perfect way to end it. Yeah, and and I think and I think what they did here was they gave us shades of Riker at TNG season three finale, where Picard's off of the Borg, and it's like, what do I do? And he says, you know, Mister War, fire. In this case, we've got less of a decisive cowboy kind of person, and more of a chill guy who's like, I don't know what to do, and. As far as cliffhangers go, I'm fine. I'm oh yeah, good. yeah. I, I can't wait to see how they get out of this. So, you know, I I am all yeah. in. I am all in. We'll, we'll, we'll find. We, it might be a while because the writers have struck, and uh, I don't know if they started writing season three. I know they cleared it, but it might be a long time before we see this. Uh, again. Good point. Good point. Well, we can only hope that the uh, writers strike and uh, end soon. They can come to an agreement and everybody gets gets their just due. For those of you out there who love Energize, uh, we're not done with this uh, uh, episode. We've got a couple little tricks up our sleeve. One of them is we're going to be doing the six degrees of Star Trek coming up. So that's a, a, a bit of a surprise. Uh, even Anthony doesn't know what it is completely yet. Um, but we're going to do it. Absolutely. Right, Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, Steve, this was a... Another solid season for the second run of Strange New Worlds. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I... While I disagree with the the how they laid out the episodes, they still did a lot of great episodes. I love the crossover episode. Um, the you uh-huh. love the musical, and I endorse that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay. I love the idea of the musical. I thought that the uh, execution of it needed better lyrics. Uh, I was disappointed with the on the nose lyrics, but yes, other than that. I did love it, yeah. And I agree. I think it was a, a, a very good second season for any show. Um, we've got a built-in fan base, but what's happening here with Strange New Worlds is something they haven't done for a long time, and that is just keep feeding us a ton of red meat that we absolutely love, we recognize, and we just chew up. You know, it, it, It's been a great season, and... Um, I'm okay with the order of it. I think it's fine. I, I'm very grateful to what they've done 
to for their fans. It's been wonderful. Yeah. No, great, great season. I'm looking forward to the next one. I, I, I'm going to be on pins and needles to find out uh, you know, what happens on yeah, the other side. Well, clearly they've already yeah. shot the second part of this because that's how they do them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if anything, so they, they at least know that. <laughs> if the strike never ends, we we can at least air this episode as a one-off in the, the second part. Hey, by the way, if, if uh, anyone's listening, uh, I'm not union. I'll write the episodes. I know exactly what you need. So you know, hit me up, everybody. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, that concludes this episode of Energize, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast, and concludes this season's minus our our bonus episodes. Yes, so we'll be doing uh, episodes. Stay tuned. Please stay on this uh, website, um, which is www.energizepodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be doing some extra fill-in podcasts like The Six Degrees of Star Trek and other stuff coming up soon. Well, everyone, thanks for listening this season. We just completed a season four of Energize. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, we we, we, can't believe it. it. So fast. Yes, and we really enjoy it. Uh, Steve and I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. And um, you know, thanks for thanks for supporting uh, this podcast. Yeah, we love you. Um, You're Anthony Macklemore, and you're Steve Truitt. That's true. And for everyone out there, please live long and prosper. We'll see you in the next season.